If you're into cars, there's a good chance you're into modifying them. Whether it's adding spoilers, lowering the frame, or just adding a steering wheel cover, there's seemingly no end to the changes you can make to your vehicle. The problem is, up until now, the only real option for the windows of your car was to tint them. Ooh, they're a little bit darker. Now no one can see you shove burgers into your face while you're driving. What a neat feature. Up until now, making your windows a teeny tiny little bit darker was your only option. But thanks to this week's sponsor, there's now a whole new world of possibilities. That's because this week's episode of Downsizing is brought to you by Keith Stained Glass Windshields. They specialize in creating bespoke stained glass pieces to replace your boring, dull old windshields. That's right. All the style and class of stained glass now in your car. Now if Jesus needs to take the wheel, he's only a few feet away. But you don't need to limit yourself to just religious iconography. As I said, Keith's stained glass windshields creates custom pieces, so you can look through whoever or whatever you want. Super Mario, an English garden, Mary Berry, whatever you need, just leave it up to Keith. So what are you waiting for? Give Keith a call. For a limited time, listeners of Downsizing can get 15% off the windshield of their dreams. Just tell them I sent you. You might not put a bumper sticker on a Lamborghini, but there's no reason not to turn your Cadillac into a cathedral. Hello and welcome to Downsizing, the show that takes more than it gives. I'm your host, a fat guy in a Santa costume, Tim Down. Okay, so, it's uh, it's Boxing Day. It's the day after Christmas. Um, listen, I am pretty lethargic from cramming uh, all kinds of Christmas food and treats into my body. So this week's episode is going to be a little bit of a fireside chat, a little chill sesh. So if you want to, you know, heat up some eggnog or, you know, throw some ambergris in a mug of beer and just relax, then this will be the episode for you. Um, now, originally, I was going to do a big, well-researched episode for, you know, all this Christmas stuff and get super in-depth and, you know, real, uh, real investigative episode. And I didn't do that. So instead, I'm going to act like I'm eight years old and you're my grandpa. And I'm going to tell you about some of the stuff I got for Christmas this year. So, <laughs> welcome aboard, folks. Um, so, let's start. Uh, I'm going to tell you uh, one of the things that I got that um, you may notice a difference in the in the audio of this podcast. If you don't, well, uh, then that's fine, I guess. Um, but the first thing I got for Christmas was the newer NW35 microphone boom arm kit, microphone scissor arm stand with mic clip, pop filter, and 3 8 to 5 8 adapter, compatible with Blue Yeti, Blue Snowball, etc. Um, that's, uh, that's exactly what it was called on Amazon. That's what I copy and pasted it in my Christmas list. It's basically uh, an arm that connects to, that you can screw into your desk or table or whatever to hold up a microphone. So I'm not just holding the microphone and you're not hearing just the entire episode. Uh, and it also comes with a pop filter, which I don't know if you can notice a difference with the it's supposed to cut down on the sounds. So um, I don't know if it's doing that right now, but uh, you can let me know in the comments or comments. There's no comments. Send me an email at downsizingpod at gmail.com. Um, 
So let's let's start off with um, uh, a, a little DVD that I asked for. It's called Paprika. Now, uh, to be to be honest with you, uh, I don't really know what Paprika is about, um, and I think that's mostly because it's one of those movies that when people describe it, they don't really describe it. They kind of just you know talk around it. They go like, "Oh, it's a it's a tour de force." Oh, it's a you know artistic juggernaut. Um, so most of the reason why I bought it or why I asked for it, why Santa bought it for me is because I like feeling like I'm cultured, you know, um, probably six months ago, I bought Akira on Blu-ray. I haven't watched it yet. Um, and, uh, this is kind of in that same vein of like very influential, very well-regarded, um, animated movies that, you know, if you can talk about them, you can kind of justify being a giant weeb. You know, given the fact that I'm really just watching like One Piece at the moment, which, you know, two episodes in a row made me cry. It's not a big deal. Um, you know, it's the best show I never recommend to people because the first like 70 episodes aren't that good. But I'm telling you guys, it is. It's an artistic juggernaut. <laughs> um, I also know that uh, it's it's because of its visuals that it's such a big deal. Uh, it's very, you know... Uh, uh, let's see, the the cover says, A gorgeous riot of future shock ideas and brightly animated imagery. A mind-twisting, eye-tickling wonder. So, you know, uh, that's that's kind of what we're dealing with here. Um, I, a lot of the visuals from Inception were kind of inspired by this, uh, by which I maybe ripped off from this. Uh, like the the scene like where it's like the that like underpass and stuff with like Elliot Page and and uh Leo DiCaprio. I think his name's Cobb in that movie. Which okay. Uh but um and then there's I think there's like a, a spinny spinny scene as well, which you know I'll I'll let you know all about once I <laughs> once I actually watch it. And you know, five months after I've watched uh Akira and Redline, which is another movie that I bought and still haven't watched. Um too busy, you know picking my nose and watching one piece um <laughs> the next thing that i got is a cookbook it's by uh david chang and priya krishna uh david chang i think i've talked about it on the on the show before um he has that show ugly delicious which is like a very much you know in the spirit of anthony bourdain kind of show where he talks about like all kinds of different cultural things related to food and he's very funny my mom says that he reminds her of me which you know i don't know if it's because he's chubby or you know because he's charming i mean i would like to say it's because we're both good cooks but earlier tonight i did uh you know light a paper towel on fire while i was trying to clean the stove so <sighs> you don't have a much of a leg to stand on as far as that goes um but one of the things, some of the things that I liked about this, because I, I heard about it before it came out, was it's like about cooking at home. And I think he does a lot of stuff to do with um, like using the microwave. So it's kind of, you know, like um, kind of not a pretentious cookbook, I guess one could say. Um, although saying one is kind of pretentious, you know, in its own way. Um, but one of the things that I, I found very amusing about it is I saw a video kind of promoting it. And so it's David Chang and Priya Krishna, 
Priya Krishna is one of the people from Bon Appetit. For those of you that, you know, used to watch Bon Appetit before that fucking imploded on itself. Um, but I watched a video where they were talking about it. And she was basically saying that she hated like every second of writing the book with him because he's incredibly frustrating to work with um, in a joking way, but also in, in not a joking way, you know. Um, so I'm excited to get into that. But one thing I'm going to tell you this because I don't think my girlfriend's up to date on the podcast or you know, uh, by the time she does get up to date, it's not going to matter, but I was showing her what I got. And so she, uh, was spending Christmas at her parents because, um, basically we were going to have to, we were both going to sleep over at our parents on Christmas Eve. So we'd be there for Christmas morning, but our cat, Walter, uh, W as he's usually called, uh, we didn't want to leave him alone. Um, so she's going to bring him to her house rather than mine. Cause I've a rabbit at home and you know, uh, rabbits are prey and, and I've seen the way he, he looks at birds. So it's kind of a no go. Um, and she is a dog at home, but they've already sort of met and were somewhat chill with each other. Um, and then there was a, a little bit of a sort of COVID scare, but everything's fine. But basically I haven't seen her since the Friday before the Friday before Christmas. So all that to say, I haven't given her her presents yet. And so I was showing her, uh, we did like a, a Facebook call last night and I was showing her all the stuff that I got and I showed her this, this cookbook. And she's like, oh, another cookbook. It's cool. And I'm like, oh no, because, <laughs> because I bought her a cookbook. <laughs> I bought her, uh, it's this, I can't remember, I think her name's like Alexandra Cooks. Um, she's used her, like, she has like a sweet potato quesadilla recipe that's uh, pretty fucking slappy and uh, some other stuff, but I don't remember what they are. So I bought her that cookbook, and so now we're going to see, I'm going to see if, <laughs> if she fakes the whole, oh, wow, a cookbook. Yeah, that's that's really great. And yeah, I do realize the, the kind of... Um, what do you call it? The silliness of, uh, you know, buying somebody a cookbook for someone that posts all their recipes online. You know, it's like, it's like giving someone a phone book in some ways, but you know, you got to pad the gifts, you know, you gotta, you gotta get, you gotta throw in some little gifts along with the big gifts, you know? Um, <laughs> or, I don't know. Maybe you don't. Um, anyway, moving on. So I asked for um, a a book on making sushi as well as um, a sushi making kit. And I'm not really sure what made me ask for it, to be honest. Um, I have been interested in making sushi um, for a little bit, but it's not been like a pressing thing on my mind. Um, and I, I have actually made sushi before, but it's one of those things where... With a lot of the things that I I make for the first time, I generally just kind of do it and then I fuck things up along the way and eventually like I just kind of think back on it and go, oh wow, I did that completely wrong and then kind of fix it going forward. Um, like I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast before, which I know I say every episode and probably have said the same story in every single episode of the show, but... Um, I wanted to make a Granny Smith apple pie. I think this was during the pandemic, 
Um, but then again, you know, it's been two years. So <laughs> the things that uh, it feels like there's more things that have happened in the pandemic than not in the pandemic. But I wanted to make a Granny Smith apple pie. Uh, so I went and I bought like the apples. I bought all the ingredients, but I didn't want to make the dough because I guess I'm just uh, lazy. So I, I bought like the pre-made crusts that came up and it came with like a pre-made top. So I made the whole thing and it came, the recipe called for like this chocolate or caramel sauce that you sort of drizzle over top of it. And so I made everything, I put the top on and I started pouring the caramel mixture over top. And pretty much right away, I realized I made a pretty big mistake because so the original recipe called for like a lattice top. So there's a lot of apples exposed. So when you pour the mixture in, it seeps into the apples and kind of goes in between them. But the pre-made one that I used was one of the ones where it's just like a circle of dough with like those three kind of like rice shaped slits in the top. So basically when I poured this stuff over top, it just covered it. Like it's almost like one of those cakes that's like super reflective where they just pour it over top and everything it like coats it evenly, except it's not at all how it was supposed to be, <laughs> you know? So once I cooked it, it came out and it was like, there's like an inch of caramel on top of the, the pie, which was the first fuck up that I did. Um, but then the second thing that I fucked up is that I cut into it like two minutes after it was out of the oven, which given how many cartoons I watched as a kid where they, they showed like someone leaving a pie to cool, I, I should have known better. But you're supposed to let pies cool like all the way before you cut into them because uh, I guess it lets them set because what happens if you don't do that is you just get a very mushy cake. Cake or pie? It's pie. I was talking about pie this whole time and I said cake. Okay. Well, that's just par for the course, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, it's I completely fucked that up. And the way that that relates to sushi is one night... I don't know if I was drunk or if I was just in a weird mood, but I really wanted to eat sushi. Um, I think I was probably just really hungry, but I didn't want to eat something that was that unhealthy, which arguably eating a whole roll of sushi is not that healthy. But um, so I had a cucumber and so I wanted to make the cu cucumber sushi rolls, but I didn't really read how to do that. So I just cooked rice and then put it in the, the, uh, What's it called? Oh, I want to say unagi, but that's eel. It's from fucking friends. Let me see if I can find it in this this guide to sushi uh, book that I got. It's the seaweed roll. What's it called? I want to say in Japanese so I can feel cool. Uh, nori. Bingo. Nori. I had that, and I cut the cucumber, I think probably the correct way, like the way that you're supposed to. But I didn't let the rice cool. So it was just like hot sushi. Which is not how you're supposed to do it at all. Um, it turned out fine. But it was just like... I think if anybody that knew how to make sushi saw me do that, they would just... They would just slit my throat. They would just kill me. Just on the spot. Because, I mean, these guys are so detail-oriented. Like, there's all this stuff about... Like, it takes you like three years to learn how to make the rice... When they're making them, it's like there's this whole, you know, your hands have to be the right temperature. Otherwise, it affects the taste of the fish. Like, 
all this stuff. It's just so much, and I just winged it. Like, that's got to be <laughs> so infuriating to watch. Um, so I got this book. It's called um, The Complete Guide to Sushi and Sashimi. Sashimi, rather. Um, it is a little suspicious to me that the two people that wrote it are named Jeffrey Elliott and Robbie Cook. Um, you know, because it's like... Uh, are these guys really the experts here? Because it seems... I don't know. Maybe I'm just profiling my own my own race. It, it is on all the, you know, top. Like, hey, this is the best, uh, you know, thing, whatever. Anyway, I'm, I'm going in a real... Went down a road I probably shouldn't be going down. But it's got a lot of interesting uh, little, little things in it. Stuff on how to, you know, open clams, which I don't eat. Uh, you know flatfish which i don't eat uh it has tips on how to sharpen knives which i did try to sharpen my knives uh, a couple weeks ago and i'm pretty sure i fucked it up pretty badly because um, down by the the handle it's really sharp but in the middle it's not so gonna have to take another pass at that um i also got a sushi uh kit which uh is actually called a sushi bazooka kit now, that's because it comes with something called a sushi bazooka. Um, now, I'm not entirely <laughs> sure how that works. It's like a tube that I guess you maybe, like, roll it up and then slide it into this tube. Um, I don't know. So, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, I guess, try and use that eventually. But, you know... I mean, you know, on the other hand, considering the fact that I've started so many fires and smoked out my kitchen, maybe making something that's raw is, is probably a good idea. You know, something that doesn't involve cooking or, or heat, you know, just just rice and, and all raw ingredients. What what could go wrong? You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, sure it would, I'm sure I'll end up slicing my palm open. But that's, that's for another episode. So um, the other... Another thing that I got was a book by uh, Junji Ito. If you're not familiar with Junji Ito, um, he'll uh, he'll he'll fuck your afternoon up. Uh, he's a, a horror manga artist, um, and he just has a really unsettling like sense of horror. Um, the there's one that's really famous called um, something of the Armigara fault, which is basically there's a uh, like a, an earthquake and part of this mountain is exposed that has like human shaped holes in it and people find themselves drawn to it and they, they find like a hole and they're like, Oh, this is for me. And then they go into it and it sort of like pulls them in and you're not really sure what's happening to them. It's really fucking weird. Um, it's very unsettling. You can find it online pretty easily. Um, he has some other ones that are more like heavily focused on like body horror and stuff. Um, he's a real um, sick fuck. And so this one is a, is a new book of his called Censor. And it has more to do, like a lot of his horrors like cosmic horror. But this stuff seems more like explicitly like cosmic. Like other stuff, it's more, it's not so much alien. It's more like stuff that like you can't like really comprehend or it's something that like alludes to being bigger than 
than you know what humans can understand but it's not so much explicit but um uh yeah so this one's gonna be pretty weird the other thing that i find interesting about jinji ito is if you just read like three of his stories like any stories whatever and then watch an interview with him because it's super weird like like you read a Stephen King book and then you watch an interview with Stephen King it makes sense he's like kind of weird he, he kind of matches like his kind of um I don't want to say a wry sense of humor but that's because you know that's kind of a meme of like he smiled wryly or he gave a wry grin or whatever but I think that's kind of a good description of Stephen King. He's got that kind of like Stuart McLean kind of sensibility. Um, but with Jinji Ito, like his stories are so fucked up. But then you watch an interview with him and he's just like very like chill. He's big into cats. I think he also draws like a manga of him and his wife just hanging out with cats. And he's like, there's even a video of him reviewing different cats. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's a very cute cat. It's like, this is very strange. You know, it's just incredibly fucking odd. Um, it'd be like finding out that, like, Ted Bundy wrote, like, a sincere children's book. You know what I mean? Like, just a good children's book. Which is maybe exaggerating a bit. Uh, uh, now, an another thing that I got is another book. Which, if you remember from the episodes I was doing around when I moved, um, I already have a lot of books. Um, so... The fact that I did ask for more books is probably um, going to get me a smack on the back of the head from my girlfriend because she's, uh, you know, she's there's certain there's some boxes um, that are still around full of books that I don't have space for. And they're just kind of in our apartment. She's like, oh, so this one can go back to your parents house. Right. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And it's, uh, it's still here. So <laughs> um, getting new books is probably not what she's looking for but anyway um this other book that i got is called uh neuromancer it's by william gibson uh and i i don't know a whole lot about it but um i know it's a, a book that i was I went through a period where i was watching a lot of Ad, Ad, adam set okay what am i drew lynch um i was watching a lot of adam sand <laughs> okay i <laughs> not adam sandler adam savage I was watching a lot of Adam Savage videos, um, the guy from Mythbusters. And, uh, you know, if you aren't aware, he has a pretty interesting YouTube channel where he will either build something in a day, which is I find kind of relaxing to watch. Um, like uh, I one he does one where he like puts a window into the door of his um, office, which I don't know. There's something about it that's just. Like, it's just him in his workshop, and he's just like, oh, I want to, uh, you know, put a window in my office door. So he takes the door off, he does all the stuff, he cuts into it, he's, like, problem-solving, or or he has another one where he wants to make, like, a, a portable bandsaw. So it's him, like, building out the, the structure of it and then modifying a bandsaw that he has, and he works through it. And um, part of it, I think, is just that I don't have those skills where it's like, oh, I, I would like to have a shelf there. Well, I guess I'm just going to keep on wanting a shelf there, you know? Um, so part of it's that part of it's just kind of compelling and just relaxing to watch. Um, I got into them kind of at the very beginning stages of, uh, the pandemic along with 
Rose Anvil, which is a guy that cut boots in half and reviewed them, which, you know, it's, it was a simpler time back then. Um, but anyway, so he recommended this book called Neuromancer, which um, this edition is actually, it's a very nice edition. It's very cool looking. It's a, it's like a hard copy designed by Alex Trochu, Trochet, Trochu. Um, but when I read descriptions of it after I heard him recommend it, um, it seems like it's kind of in the same vein as like, um, you know, like the matrix ghost in the shell, um, you know, that kind of era of sci-fi where it's, you know, you're sort of like plugging into, you know, something, uh, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I should have looked up what it's about before I asked for it. Uh, but yeah, um, if anything, even if I don't read it for another six months, it looks cool. So it'll, it'll make a nice addition to my shelf. Um, oh, um, so the, that's not good. That's not good at all. Um, so the, uh, the cookbook that I mentioned earlier, the David Chang one, the cooking at home, that was actually from my sister. All the other gifts for Santa gifts. Okay. That's, that's not good. That's, uh, before I announce what it is, let me see if it's broken. It is not. So that's, uh, we're jumping ahead a little bit here. That is a curling stone that I got in my stocking. Um, now I know what you're thinking. Wait, are curling stones like, I don't know, a hundred pounds. I don't know how much they weigh. Uh, this is a, an ornament, uh, that I got in my stocking and I waited to, uh, see if it was broken. So if it was broken, I could not mention it and, uh, wouldn't get in trouble with my mom. <laughs> uh, cause she does listen as I mentioned. Um, but yeah, so the cookbook is from my sister. All the other guests were from Santa wink wink i guess um but the gift that i got from my brother um so as i mentioned he moved to Yellowknife um about a month ago a month and a half ago and so he got everybody Yellowknife themed presents so he got like uh, my mom uh, an inuit art book uh got my grandma um like this sort of canoe type shape that's it's for putting dip in and he got me this really nice like beer glass it's sort of like frosted glass but then it has like two bison in it it's uh it's pretty sweet and it comes in this like really nice box you can we're doing asmr again there we go so yeah that's um you know, it's, it's real fucking nice. And I was certain that I was just going to drop it like on the way home or just in general. I, I was like, there's no way I don't drop this. And, uh, yeah, cause as I did just drop something on the show. So, you know, it's not something that is, uh, you know, that unusual for me. Um, now, so unless I'm completely missing something, which I don't think I am, um, now we're moving on to the stocking. Now, the stockings that uh, my mom puts together slap. Let me let me tell you right there. You don't have no one listening gets better stockings. Okay, you're out of your fucking mind. Okay, so uh, as I said, so what what 
we always get in our stockings is like a combination of like stuff that's always there and then stuff that's like unique or interesting. So like we always get those little, I think they're called like ice squares, like chocolates. I've never had them outside of my stocking, but they're just kind of like weirdly soft and they got like, I don't know how to describe them. They're almost like tangy in a way, but that's not the right word. Um, but there's always like interesting stuff. Like, so like, for example, in th this year, uh, got some Tesco brand fizzy bubblegum flavor lances, which, um, are like, I guess they're like licorice. Um, it's a lot of stuff from, there's like a, a British food store, uh, which I also got a lot of stuff from my girlfriend in for her stocking. A lot of good stuff. So for example, there's a, something called a Cuban lunch, which I have never heard of before, but um, my sister and my mom, and I think my brother a little bit, have been watching a lot of Dragon's Den recently. It's become kind of a, a mainstay in our house. You know, like last year it was Hell's Kitchen or Gordon Ramsay stuff. Like literally, it would be my dad watching a Gordon Ramsay video on the TV or on like the computer, my brother would be watching it in the living room. And then I would be like in another room watching it on my phone. Um, so now it's Dragon's Den. And apparently on Dragon's Den, this person, like a Cuban lunch, it's basically a chocolate bar that has peanuts in it. But apparently it's like some kind of like thing that was like big in the prairies, I guess. I don't know, like 40 or 50 years ago, maybe that they stopped making, but then this person wanted to bring it back. So they bought the rights to it for like a hundred bucks, uh, but didn't get the recipe for some reason. So they sort of figured out what it was and they got a deal on Dragon's Den. Um, so I have that. It looks kind of like a, like a, what's it called? A Reese's cup, but like more in the shape of a hockey rink. So I'm excited for that. I have also eaten a lot of the stuff that was in my my stocking uh there was some uh what are they called i think twizzlers gummies like the the ones that are like two flavors in one that had all of those i've eaten all the icy chocolates i've eaten all the lint chocolates and the candy canes so ugh, i'm breaking the rules a little bit um another thing that i got was a bag of hawkins cheesies now i'm sure all of my listeners are still canadian um but if you don't know what hawkins cheesies are they're the, um, so like if you think of like Cheetos, you have the puffy ones and then you have like the kind of, I guess, the Cheeto, Cheetos, che Cheeto cheesies, the sort of like thinner ones. And that's what these are, but they're different. They're definitely a, a lot different in flavor. They're, they're very good. Uh, they're almost, in some ways they feel like a bit more oily. Like they almost feel like a kettle chip version of it, if that makes sense. Like kettle chips are a bit thicker. They've got a bit more of like an oily texture. I'm not selling these at all, but it's funny because I came across an art sort of, a, well, okay. I was going to say I came across an article. I came across a Facebook post of an article about Hawkins cheesies that I found very funny. Um, and it's about the fact that they don't advertise at all and they actually don't really want to make like sell more cheesies than they currently are. Um, so to quote the article, which 
is quoting Janice Thiessen, author of Snacks, a Canadian food history, which actually sounds like an interesting read. Um, uh, She says they don't advertise and they don't diversify because they really like their work life. They knock off work about mid-afternoon on Fridays. They don't work on weekends. And so they fear if they advertise, they might increase their market share, which would require them to sell more cheesies. As it is, they sell everything they make. That's awesome. That's so fucking sick. That is like, I just can only imagine. Actually, let me look up the CEO. We're doing this again, guys. We're doing the Googling on the show. Hawkins... Cheesy's CEO. Let's see what this guy looks like. I'm picturing like Tommy Chong. His name's Kent Hawkins. Kent Hawkins. I keep doing that. I'm on. So I'm. This is like the dumbest setup. I'm on my. I'm at my desk, which has my work stuff and my other stuff. My non work stuff my rig of the computer and i keep typing on the one that's hooked up to my friggin work stuff instead of my actual laptop this guy ken hawkins looks kind of like is this the right guy okay that makes sense the guy i found looks kind of like I hate to do this. This is not cool. But he looks kind of like a white nationalist guy. Like he looks like he'd be like Richard Spencer's personal assistant. Um, but he's, I think, the CEO of Arcteryx instead. Strike cheesies. No pictures of this guy. Interesting. Well, that was anticlimactic. That's why you do pre-show research. Pre. Okay. Pre-show research um let's see if this article has anything for this guy no it's just a sad looking kid cheesies oh, my my weekly horoscope let's actually guys let's find out what my horoscope is i'm a pisces which means i always have to scroll down all the way to the end what the fuck did they not what the fuck did they not include pisces what the fuck is this there it is. Okay. This week, it's important for you to get your ego energies right. Try not to look down on yourself or inflate your own importance. Find ways of embodying your truth. Strive instead to be empowered and have good boundaries. At the end of the day, all you can do is your best, and the best time to start is now. Okay. So the podcast will get good now. Okay. <laughs> um so a couple other things that um, I got in the stocking. We'll do a little bit of a rapid fire. There's some other ones, you know, whatever. So uh, there's a limited edition key lime pie flavored Kit Kat, um, which I think to some of you will probably come across as very gross, but I'm a big fan of. Uh, I haven't tried it yet, but I'm I'm expecting good things. The green tea ones are, are pretty fucking good. So I have high hopes for the key lime. Um, there's also... Uh, Christmas flavored, uh, well, not Christmas flavored, but Christmas colored Twizzler Pollen Peels, which um, if, if, if you think that there is a version of Twizzlers that's better than Pollen Peels, get your fucking head checked. Go get an MRI. 
go get a referral from your physician, from your GP, to a neurologist who will do a brain scan. Because there's something wrong with your fucking head if you think there's anything better than pulling peels. If you're going to come at me and say, oh, nibs are the best, no. Fuck you if you think nibs are better. Okay? Okay. So (laughs) these ones are actually cherry, lemonade, and green apple flavored. There's three flavors. Usually you just get one flavor, and it's like raspberry. Um, So I'm looking forward to that. I would try them on this broadcast, but... Uh, this is not going to be a mukbang channel, uh, podcast. I don't know why I said channel, uh, cause I watch a lot of YouTube and this is not going to be any more ASMR than we've already had, which is probably a lie. I'm probably going to, won't be able to resist anymore. Oh, so in the hiccups cause I ate pizza earlier. So this, uh, in my hand, you can hear me smelling it. It's a, it's a bath bomb from Lush. Now, I fuck with this hard, but the thing is, the thing that was funny to me is my mom bought it for me, or Santa bought it for me, I should say, um, from Lush. And when Santa went into, I'm just going to say my mom because the bit's not that funny. When she went into Lush, um, she said she was getting something for her son, and... Uh, either she mentioned that I work out or the guy that working there asked if I worked out and she very graciously said, yes, he does, which is, you know, it's very uh, generous of her to say that, um, given how much I've been slacking off recently. Um, but the guy said it has, uh, I think it has like Epsom salts in it. So it's good for after a really hard workout, which obviously the gyms are closed and, um, I haven't gotten up the gumption to to really work out solidly at home yet because you know it's all body weight stuff i'm thinking about getting a weighted vest so i can do like you know weighted exercises but i'm pretty sure they're like 300 bucks so i'm not counting on that um now this is a can of it's literally a can it's like can shaped but it's coffee um it's El Salvador, Las Brisas, El Coronel. Uh, it's a El Salvadorian coffee from a place in um, Dorval, which if you don't live in Montreal, then that's not going to mean anything to you. But apparently, these guys like very enthusiastic about coffee. So I'm probably at some point going to take a little trip on over and say, uh, say hello, you know, see what he's up to. Um, there's also like a beer dep near my house where it's like there's a similar guy who's just like all about beer and just constantly talking about it and super enthusiastic so maybe i'll do a podcast with both of those guys at once just so you can talk over each other um now another thing i got is uh something uh from the berry barn which apparently i've been to which i don't remember but it's a saskatoon berry syrup um which is like a berry that's exclusive to Saskatchewan, I guess. Um, it's, it's good. I don't really have any strong feelings about it one way or the other. It's just good. It's pretty tasty. Um, and yeah, so I'm going to take this. I'll probably put it in. I might put it in some coffee. You know, a little controversial, I know, but we'll, uh, we'll see. You know, I'm, I don't really, I don't, I can probably count on one hand the amount of times I've made pancakes or made waffles. I don't even have a waffle maker, so 
Yeah, I mean, I made kimchi pancakes, but I don't think Saskatoon berry syrup is the greatest pairing for it. Um, another thing is, so the British candy store that I mentioned earlier uh, used to have um, these gummy candies that are um, they're chilies, like they're shaped, they're kind of they're like those um, cherry gummies. Uh, they're like the same color scheme, but they're chilies and they're spicy. And they were really, really good. And then they stopped selling them. And I was pissed. And my mom was pissed. But they started selling them again. So I got a bag of those, which I'm super pumped about. Even though she said they're not as good as before. But I'll be the judge of that. Won't I, Mom? Um, now, let's see. I think there's like two more things. Uh, so there's uh, Mentos Spice It Up. Which, uh, I think I'm going to have to Google something again. Because I just noticed on the Mentos pack, it says Chewy Draggies. Um, which, I don't know what that is. Is that, that's what a Mento is? A Mento is actually a draggy? Or drague? A drague. Also known as a confetto. Malbas. Or Jordan Almond is a bite-sized form of confectionery with a hard outer shell. It is often used for another purpose, e.g. decorative, symbolic, medicinal, in addition to consumption. Decorative? What the fuck? That's is super weird. Um, so you learn something new every day. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to read the whole Wikipedia page for dragues. Dragues? Draghi? I mean, I speak French, but I'm not, I'm not confident <laughs> on that. Um, so these are like different flavors. There's uh, orange ginger. There's mango chili, which I assume is like mango with tahine uh, and apple cinnamon. So I'm looking forward to, uh, I don't know how you eat Mentos. Um, if you just, you know, eat one and then wrap it up and put it away and have one later on. Um, I eat them all in one go. So. Um, that's just how I am. I think probably if you've been listening to the show for any amount of time or known me even a little bit in life, you know, that's kind of how I roll. Um, I've never bought a chip clip in my life because a bag of chips has never, you know, once it's opened, it doesn't get rolled back up and put back in the cupboard. It, once a bag of chips is open, it's only going to get squashed up and put into the fucking garbage. This is nice and loud. Trying to do this on, trying to do this subtly. It's not working. <laughs> you know, just loud crinkling. That's the best. I got a whole arm for my microphone, so I wasn't moving it around and getting that to mess up the audio. And then I just do an episode where I just all the noisiest shit in the fucking world. Wow. I'm like an audio engineer. Um. Now this last thing, this kind of like to me epitomizes. What I like, oh, I also got a thing called Mike's Hot Honey, uh, which is just spicy honey, which is really good. I had it on my pizza, uh, as recommended on the label. Uh, they also recommended salads, which seems fucked up to me. But um, this last thing, this kind of epitomizes what I like so much about stockings, um, because it's kind of like that episode of The Simpsons where Marge is talking about potatoes, and she's like, I just think they're neat. 
that's kind of how my mom talks about a lot of the things she puts in stock. She's like, I just thought it was fun. Or I just thought it was neat. And so to that end, I got a can of tomato soup in my stocking. Now, you might be wondering, that doesn't seem very Christmassy, and that doesn't seem like a treat. So why did you get a can of soup in your uh, stocking? And I'll tell you. It's because the can is neat. It's a limited edition um, can. It's got like, uh, the top is, it's like split in two. It's like green and kind of like a, a coral, like orange type type thingamajig color. I don't know why I said thingamajig instead of color. Uh, it says celebrating over 60 years since Andy Warhol first, Andy Warhol's first drawing featuring Campbell's soup. Uh, and then weirdly, instead of doing like another paragraph or like a slash, they just do a period and then the version in French. Um, so that's kind of weird. But um, it's just neat. My sister got one that's uh, tomato uh, mushroom soup, which ugh, gross. Um, and I don't know if my brother got one. But it's just fun, you know? And I think that's kind of how I approach this talking with my girlfriend as well. It's like... I'm not going to get you like, you know, all like Ferrero Rocher and lint and, you know, stuff that you like explicitly. I'm going to get some some weird stuff, some fun stuff, some stuff that makes you, huh, this could be interesting. Um, now, is there a real possibility that some of it is just going to be, uh, she tries one and then goes, yuck, this is gross. And then I end up eating them. Yeah, that's definitely possible. Did I do that on purpose? Not really, but in thinking about it in hindsight, that is uh, a nice added benefit for me. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of it. Um, I also got um, uh, a mug from one of my friends that says, uh, I do what I want. That is a cat wearing sunglasses flipping the bird, which is terrific. I also got a giant water bottle from that same friend. And she's getting me a mouse pad as well, which, uh, at the moment, my mouse pad is very janky. It's a, what is this? Oh, fuck. It's a pamphlet I received. Um, that's the campaign material and report number seven of the election supervisor for the 2020, 2021 IBT international union officer election. So that's my current mouse pad. So it's uh, very, very handy. Um, and I also got a, um, I'm gonna break my printer, uh, a, a coffee, uh, like a manual grinder for coffee. Um, it's like a, you put it in the top and you turn it around and then it puts the ground coffee in a little drawer. You pull it out and you put it in. It's sick. I'm, I'm, be I'm becoming a real coffee guy. If it's not, uh, if it's not clear. Um, think that's it uh, if i'm forgetting anybody uh you're in my heart uh, or whatever whatever they say when they're giving the award speech i should probably stop moving this stuff while i'm talking you know um so yeah that uh i think is going to be it for this week's episode uh wow nice uh 46 minutes um so yeah it's uh it was a bit of uh, an unfortunate an unfortunate christmas um but because my girlfriend's been quarantining, haven't been able to see her for most of Christmas, which has been a bummer. Um, and also last <laughs> last Christmas, 
I was quarantining. Um, so it sort of threw off our Christmas plans last year as well. Um, of course, who could have predicted we'd have two Christmases in a row in a pandemic? Certainly not me. Uh, but here's hoping that next year it's going to be a normal Christmas where, you know, we don't have like a, you know, Delta, Gamma, Beta, Cuck variant of the of the virus. And, uh, you know, we can finally go back to normal and then bitch to our grandkids about how hard it was to have to stay home and play video games and watch Netflix all day to be a hero. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so, yeah. Um, that's it for this episode of Downsizing. This little fireside chat. This little, you know, kid. Little, little kid episode of me showing you the toys that I got. Um, if I was funnier, I would have made up some stuff that I got. Um, you know, say I got a, a platinum mine, you know, like Eartha Kit, or, um, you know, I could have, you know, I did, uh, in my defense, being funny, I did put some joke requests in my Christmas list to my family. So I think I just closed the chat. Um, I do it every year because I'm insufferable and very annoying. Um, I think one ask, year I asked for Patrick Dempsey. I've asked for cigarettes. Um, I've asked for a variety of things that are just like, you know, it's like, no, it's inc incredibly unhelpful. Um, I asked, oh, I asked for a balloon full of jam. I asked for an Irish accent. Um, I asked for a McDonald's franchise. And I asked for pissicles. Those are, those are popsicles made out of piss so there there's your there's your comedy humor silly goosery for this episode uh as always you can follow me on instagram at uh excessively underscore caucasian or as i mentioned earlier in the podcast you can send me a little email at downsizingpod at gmail.com uh tune in next week to see what i got for hanukkah Surprised you didn't hear this in the Bible. I'm so tight, I might go psycho. Christmas time, so here's a recital. I'm so bad, like Michael. I know I'm still young, but I go, I go. Stupid, stupid, love like Cupid. I'm the drummer boy, so dope. Little baby.